my name is Omni Garner from Village Piff Co-op. Um, I'm here just against rev, revolutionary clinics even opening and them just fighting against us. And um, I'm against their location. I'm against their dispensary altogether as a whole and the way they do business. Um, recently just found out that there's accusations that the um, CEO um, sexually assaulted someone. And... Um, that just has my stomach turning. Um, and another thing I heard that maybe a city councilman might know about this, I'm not sure, but um, it's out there, it's, on, it's online, and I think this is something that you know our city councilors need to address um, and hold them accountable because I feel like if this was any other, any other person in the community trying to open up, any other entrepreneur, they would do this. And if they found out that someone was being accused of sexual assault, um, they would definitely call them out on it. And it would be in the papers right away. And they would be pushing back and stopping their business from opening. And that's what I'm here today to do, to push back and tell them I'm against them opening. Thank you. And what do you think about the uh, lawsuit and everything else that happened? The lawsuit, I think, is absolutely disgusting. Um, I think they're beyond greedy. Um, this industry has enough money to go around. Um, it, it, it's mind blowing, and they made it like they're about the patients, and we know they're not. They're not for the patients. As a patient myself, I know they're not for the patients. They don't have the products that I need. Um, their products are not clean. They don't have RSO. They don't have FICO. Um, I don't support them at all, and they're not. And they're not looking out for um, patients' best interest. Wow. Welcome to the Young Jerks podcast. It's Mike Crawford. Wow, wow, wow. What a couple weeks it's been for this podcast, for this program, for our community. We're really excited. Uh, we got a lot of news to get to. The first thing we're going to mention is how our community, that includes us and some of the local media as well, for once, we beat the governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, it looks like. Dan Adams is reporting the cannabis OUI and DRE bill is dead, at least for this session. Uh, this is a major loss for the governor and the Speaker DeLeo, who wanted to enact new laws concerning governing driving under the influence of cannabis. They wanted to set up new DREs, new all that crap. They wanted to test people on the road. They wanted to come up with new arrests, new fines. It's so far been squashed. I want to give huge credit to number one, the ACLU, and uh, one specific person, Matthew Allen. We, I think we were the first to actually really dive in and report on this. We talked to a doctor, uh, but Matthew Allen, he was big on this. He gave us a lot of information, some great quotes. Uh, it was a good story that we had on midnightmass.substack.com as well as Dick Boston. And then uh, the Boston Globe pretty much wrote the same story that we did first, which is fine by us because it was a good story. Uh, I think Matt Allen pitched a lot of the same information to them. So good for them. Good for the Boston Globe for being a part of this and Mass Live and us, obviously. Uh, but big time, our community. We can't do anything without our community. I also want to mention I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. They covered this as well. So this local media really has stepped up on this. And we beat the governor this week, the governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, and the Speaker of the House, who wanted to bring a new OUI law 
for cannabis, just for cannabis, and they wanted to finance DREs, drug recognition experts, so they could testify about cannabis impairment after they pull people over. It's a big scam. We've reported why, uh, why it's so subjective, these DREs. And it looks like the Massachusetts legislator, late legislators agreed with us, many who we questioned on our show. So I want to give a huge shout out to uh, all the elected officials who've, who definitely seem like they didn't support this because it's dead. It's not going to become a law right now. So we're really happy about that. But I also want to mention this community on Twitter, on Facebook, you're being heard. People are noticing. I've noticed this a lot over the last few weeks, the power that we have when we speak up. So continue to speak up. Congratulations to all of us for beating this back. And, and be vigilant because the war never ends. You know they're going to be back next year with it. Uh, but big congratulations to this movement. And I also want to mention, because we don't, we don't often do pledge weeks like other programs, but consider this our pledge week. This is the importance of this program, of this podcast. And we really do, can, would do more if we had more financial contributors. We do have a number of people following us on Facebook and Twitter and our midnightmass.substack.com and on iTunes, which we really appreciate. But what really propels us to this next level are your financial contributions. You can support our work and the writers and the research and our podcast and show for as little as $5 a month on our Substack. It's midnightmass.substack.com. Please consider subscribing and contributing. And for all those who have already uh, started to do that, thank you so much because it really has helped us hire more freelance writers. It's helped us spend more time on this. And something big is coming up, and that's what we're going to talk about next. That We really do need your financial support. If you want to see more coverage, sometimes money does help. And if we could ever get to having a 1,000 paid subscribers, can you imagine what we could do doing this full-time? And that's what we're working on. So please consider supporting us, subscribing. A couple other ways you can help as well is definitely join our Facebook group. That's probably going to be your number one way to keep up with us and find out all the information and the links that we share. We have a now a Young Jerks Facebook group. We also have a page that many of you follow, uh, over 8,000 of you. Thank you. But we have a smaller Facebook group, which is more active, more community, more links, more updates. Definitely make sure you're following that as well. Uh, just search the Young Jerks, J-U-R-K-S on Facebook and make sure you join the Facebook group. Uh, we also have iTunes. We're, we're on all of the podcasting platforms. Uh, big for us is iTunes, obviously. Uh, also, some other ones like you know Overcast. We have a lot of listeners on the different platforms. We want to thank everyone who subscribes and especially who rate and review us, especially on iTunes specifically. If you want to help, that's another way you can help. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, our Young Jerks podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can also do it on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. A lot of those uh, different podcast distribution options also have ways to rate and review us. If that's an option, definitely please consider it. Uh, I also want to mention uh, you can help us by voting for us for the NECAN Awards. It's the New England Cannabis Convention coming up in March at the Heinz Convention Center. 
We're up for four awards, two for the Young Jerks, Best News Source and Best Podcast. Those two awards the Young Jerks have been nominated for. Uh, you nominated, many of, many of you uh, voting for us nominated us for those awards. We're finalists now. Please vote for us. We're also, uh, I'm also nominated, Mike Crawford, for two awards, personal awards. One is uh, Best Activist in Massachusetts, and the other one is the Lifetime Achievement Award. I would definitely appreciate your votes for any of those. Please do vote for us. All right, now to get to the big story of the week, which is this interview, the street interview, this almost ambush that we did of revolutionary clinics because we knew there was no way that they were going to respond to any of our questions. This is why we uh, chose to put a camera in front of their CEO's face after a zoning hearing uh, this Tuesday in Cambridge. It was uh, about 9.30 at night, 9.45 is when you'll see them enter uh, the restaurant bar room we chased them into. Uh, We're going to play the clip, the audio. You can watch the full video on our Facebook group, which I mentioned uh, so definitely check that out if you want to see the actual video. But we're going to play the audio. We opened up the show tonight with this podcast tonight with a uh, special clip uh, from Omni Garner, who was uh, there to testify at that zoning hearing against revolutionary clinics. So we opened up with her. We're going to play uh, another clip from another applicant after uh, you hear from the CEO, Keith Cooper, but there's a lot more to come on this. Make sure you're, again, subscribing to midnightmass.substack.com. Uh, we're going to have a lot more coverage and stories. I can't give away all the information I have right now. But since that, you know, the street interview with Keith Cooper, so much more information has come to us uh, from every side of this. So we're going to be covering a lot more. We're going to be exposing, bringing sunlight to revolutionary clinics and try to find out the truth. Because at this point, this is an ongoing story. We don't know. We, you know, some people, um, you know, one thing I want to say too, right before we even get to the allegations and all that, Keith Cooper is the CEO of uh, this company, which is revolutionary clinics, Rev Clinics. He is not the CFO. The allegation is against the CFO. So I just want to make sure that people are aware of that. It's not Keith Cooper. The person I'm questioning is not the actual person that, you know, is the alleged uh, assaulter. So I definitely want to make that clear. Uh, The second point of order, I just want to make sure that people are aware of that I didn't realize. And this is going to be some new information I'm going to share with you right now. But we have a lot of information and a lot of... uh, a more investigation to do. It's going to unravel over the next couple weeks. So you're not going to actually get the full story for a couple weeks because we're going to do all of our due diligence on the story and make sure we know what we're talking about and we've covered our bases and, and, you know, checked under every rock. Let's put it that way. But one thing I'll reveal today on this episode is that you'll notice in this audio uh, that there's a couple people speaking, but mostly it's myself and Keith Cooper. Uh, you also hear Omni Garner, who started uh, this podcast tonight. She also asked a question uh, about the community and, and do, you know, about the, do those uh, revolutionary clinics represent the community. And a person you hear slightly respond back is the attorney for revolutionary clinics. And it's funny because I know this gentleman and I didn't realize it was him. He looks a little different than the last time I had seen him a few years ago. Uh, But his name is Tim Flaherty. And he is an attorney, apparently, representing revolutionary clinics. And he is standing there with the CEO, Keith Cooper. And what's very interesting about uh, Mr. Flaherty, 
Mr. Flaherty, Mr. Speaker. He is not uh, what I call Mr. Speaker. His father was. His father was a Speaker of the House in Massachusetts, highly political connected figure. I believe he's, uh, you know, was a lobbyist afterwards. Um, he famously uh, was, I believe, the first of three <laughs> speakers of the houses that was indicted uh, in a court of law in Massachusetts. Uh, I believe he was indicted for uh, ch- uh, tax fraud. His name's uh, Char- Charlie Flaherty. Uh, some people, I think Howie Carr calls him Good Time Charlie. <laughs> uh, his son, Tim, who is the attorney that you will hear uh, commenting back to Dominique, uh, asking her if we're the community, which I thought was very uh, an interesting question uh, from an attorney. That's what attorneys usually do is ask questions. Well, here we're the journalists asking questions. Here we're the advocates, at, at, you know, of the community asking the questions, and he wants to know if we represent the community. I'll ask you: Do we represent the community? You tell us. Because I don't like to answer for the community. I like the community to tell us. Uh, if you want to leave a message for us, a comment on this, definitely let us know. Do you feel like uh, Amonique represents the community? Do you feel like the Young Jerks represent the community? Let us know. Um, but he, uh, Mr. McCarthy, I mean, Mr. Uh, Flaherty, excuse me, Tim Flaherty, uh, Mr. Flaherty has also been indicted for a criminal offense, which was... Uh, I, I don't want to quote it directly. I'm not. Uh, I think it was witness tampering. That's what it was. He was indicted for witness tampering. He offered a bribe to a, a potential witness uh, against one of his clients, a cash bribe, and he was indicted. He's also uh, made news for representing uh, what some people uh, refer to as a mafia figure, a local mafia figure uh, named Charles Lightbody uh, from Everett, uh, who. Uh, Allegedly tried to shake down Steve Wynn's casino. <laughs> so very interesting choice of an attorney that the Revolutionary Clinics has. Uh, highly political, highly connected politically, but also has represented some uh, kind of, yeah, cringeworthy folks. You know, folks that cannabis medical patients uh, that are concerned about their medical cannabis might be a little afraid of. I'm not afraid. I just want to put that out there. But uh, interesting choice for your attorney uh, who asked us if we're a representative of the community. I can tell you one thing. I don't think Revolutionary Clinics nor their attorney, Mr. Flaherty, represents the community. Um, We're going to be talking a lot more about this interview. But I want to just play the interview. I want to mention uh, I give Keith CEO Keith Cooper... Let's say a D minus on this interview. Uh, it's not an F because he didn't yell at me. He, he wasn't really unpleasant. You could tell he wasn't comfortable. But I give him a D minus because I feel like when you're confronted by someone like myself asking serious questions with information, <laughs> you should just stop and try to answer some of the questions to the rest of your ability. The only question he answered was about the sexual assault. He said it was false. It wasn't true. And we're going to find out. If uh, his statement was a true statement or a false statement, I, I can guarantee you that. Um, I can't say whether it was a false statement at this point, but I'm going to question the validity, you know, whether his statement was true. 
uh, and we're going to find out, and uh, we will definitely get to the bottom of that. But what I, you know, what's problematic to me is there were easier questions to answer, and even with that question, you know, you think he would have just said, you know what, we're we're not going to speak on this because we're afraid of you know lawsuits. He could have said that, but. Even that response to me wouldn't stand up and, and doesn't pass the sniff test because there were some really serious allegations put up against his company on Reddit and nobody from his company responded. That to me is problematic and, and that to me I think is more than about a lawsuit because when someone's putting information like that about you online in that kind of forum... You have every right to respond with a short response from your attorney. You know, you can get that vetted. You can make sure it's safe, you know, for the lawsuits, for the potential lawsuits. But to have no response, that's what, to me, raised red flags. And the reason why I went to this hearing to ask Keith Cooper about this. I also want to mention this was a hearing uh, for the zoning. They did get approval for for zoning in Cambridge. There are going to be definitely more upcoming hearings. Um, I feel like there were a number of people who did testify against them getting zoning, including me. Um, I brought up the sexual assault and that, you know, the zoning board should ask questions about that of the applicants and get some information to see what kind of business they're dealing with. The zoning board felt like they had no oversight on something like that. I think they even mentioned it was hard to know what they were even saying in the room, which is really frustrating. You have a friggin' zoning board sitting in front of you with microphones and you still can't hear a word they're saying because of the way that they talk to each other. It's like they don't want to be heard. And that's really kind of uh, troubling. I think uh, some of those zoning board members maybe need to find some younger people to replace them that have a little more energy because they didn't seem to even give a shit about any of this, uh, which I, I, I was frustrated about. Like, you know, even if you're going to vote against us, at least acknowledge the concerns a little more and not be mumbling into your microphone so we can't even hear a goddamn word that you're saying. But Cambridge City Council, I feel... We'll give this a much um, vigorous, you know, they'll, I think they will have some questions on this, especially uh, when we put out some of the information, hopefully. So if they are lying, I uh, believe it will come out. Support us to make sure it comes out. Back us financially because that is big for a number of reasons. If you like what we're doing, show us that. Please contribute to us, midnightmass.substack.com. So I want to um, just, you know, mention... Continue to go to these areas, continue to testify, be heard, ask them questions. We're going to continue. I also want to uh, address some of the other questions that we asked uh, Mr. Cooper. We asked, I asked Keith Cooper, would he be fu- funding social equity? Would he be funding equi- economic empowerment? When he was trying to deal with the city of Cambridge before he lost and then sued and won against the city of Cambridge... He was offering money to economic empowerment. Now that he's won, did he really mean it? Was he really going to give money? Was his company actually going to fund economic empowerment? Seems like an easy question to answer. No comment. Walked away. Would not answer that simple question. I also asked about the fact that here's a guy who lives in one of the whitest towns in Massachusetts, one of the richest towns in Massachusetts, the center. When I was asking about Heidi Hyman, the reason I was asking about Heidi Hyman, because she is the head of the Mass Prevention Alliance. They are the health nuts in Massachusetts that hate cannabis, they hate smoking, they hate vaping. Uh, They campaigned heavily. They were the campaign against cannabis in Massachusetts. Every single time I would go to one of these forums to, uh, 
you know, have a debate, it would always be Heidi Heilman or Kevin Sabet who would be sitting there, you know, the prohibition side against us. And she lives in Wayland, Massachusetts. And I find out where Keith Cooper lives. He lives in Wayland, Massachusetts, one of the whitest, richest, most privileged towns in Massachusetts. And they are also one of the biggest prohibitionist towns. They voted against cannabis. They have had, uh, you know, at the Wayland High School, they've had a lot of prohibitionist meetings there and forums where they shut out uh, the, you know, the factual scientific side. And they just, you know, they, they're just all prohibitionist over there. So that's one of the reasons I asked about that. He had no comment on that. It would have been easy to say, no, I don't know Heidi or I, I'm not friends with her. No comment on that. Um, which I find weird because I have a feeling he might know her at this point if he lives in Wayland. Uh, I also wanted to mention uh, the fact, you know, that there was another question we asked. And the big question was, like, do you think that you deserve to be first? Because this is basically what's going to happen. These rich white folks are going to get to open first over economic empowerment, over actual citizens of the city of Cambridge. Cambridge isn't going to be able to create economic empowerment for black people, for people who have actually been harmed. He didn't answer that question. And these are the types of questions we'll continue to ask. And this is the type of uh, sunlight that we're going to bring to revolutionary clinics. There's a lot more to come. We've received so much information. If you have any more information you want to share with us, you can definitely send it to us, respond to us, find us, especially our Facebook group. You can contact me directly on Facebook or you can reach me uh, at, a, at email at C underscore 100 at hotmail.com. You can also send me voice messages if you want us to play anything directly on this podcast. All right. We're the Young Jerks. A lot more planned. A lot more coming on this. Uh, definitely check out our show. This Sunday, we're going to be live 5 p.m. We're going to be discussing this and a whole lot more. I just want to, again, thank this community. I can see what we're doing. I want to congratulate Ed D'Souza and Big Ed and Little Ed, the D'Souza's, the father and son team that are going to be opening in Newburyport, Massachusetts, a micro-cannabis applicant. They got their provisional approval last week from the Cannabis Control Commission. More of this uh, hopefully is coming, and this is our power of our community. We keep speaking up, and I want to say to those folks that are just still waiting in their cities and towns, to even have a house community agreement, get at us. You've heard us talk about Chauncey. We're not going to give up on Chauncey. We're not giving up on anybody. We're going to keep fighting this. And if you know someone who's being screwed over and they want to get their message out, contact us. Hit us up. we got a platform. Again, I want to thank everyone for supporting us. And if you can, kick in some money. Subscribe. Become a pay, paying subscriber patron on of us it's midnightmass.substack.com if you want to kick in some money each month five dollars a month goes a long way for what we're doing i also want to mention on the audio that you're going to hear next you're going to hear some audio uh, from the ceo of revolutionary clinics keith cooper their first response to this allegation of sexual assault from their cfo uh what was very strange to me is while we're walking 
And what you don't see in my video, and you do see it because if you, if you know, if you listen to this video, you also hear listen to this audio or watch the video, you'll also hear Amonique. And Amonique was also on Facebook Live recording live video at the same time, and she had a different angle, and her audio wasn't quite as good for some of it, but she caught some things better, and she had uh, a lot of video of myself as well. And what you'll notice in her video, and what actually happened, is at one point. He, uh, uh, Mr. Cooper, Keith Cooper, put hands on me. And I didn't even comment at that point in the in the video. I just let it go. And he basically, you know, like gave me like a kind of a Patreon, like, you know, kind of, a, you know, a pat. I don't even know if it was on the shoulder or the arm. I can't even remember. But it was weird. It was like, you know, one of those patronizing, like, I'm your buddy. I'm going to put hands on you. And it wasn't like a an attack. It didn't scare me. You know, it was just strange. You know, here's someone questioning you about sexual assault and you're you're putting your hands on them. I know I'm a guy and, and I didn't feel like it was sexual at all, but it was just a power move. It was like, you know, one of those passive aggressive, you know, friendly power moves. And I thought that was very strange. Um, he also did bump into me when we were walking by some bikes I do think that was actually unintentional. And in the audio, you will see me mention that and he'll say it was unintentional. And yeah, looking at it, I think that was probably unintentional. But it's just very strange that, you know, here's someone, you know, I did stick a camera in his face and I am walking along with him. I'm sure he was quite annoyed, which you can see in the audio and the video. But, you know, to get touchy when it's a sexual assault incident, not very good uh, optics and also what was strange too is their choice of where to uh, stop because you know that you could tell they didn't want us to follow them then follow them to their cars and we were walking along the sidewalk following them and all of a sudden they looked up and they saw a restaurant bar open and at this point it's 10 45 at night right on a tuesday night and, you know, so basically even in Central Square, Cambridge, not many places are serving, especially those types of places that they went into is, you know, serving a, a sit down meal. And most people aren't eating dinner at 1045. So they're basically going in this place to hide from us and probably have a beer. And it's just another weird optic when if you look at the allegations that we link to. And that this, you know, was brought out. It's you know, sexual assault connected to alcohol, you know. So not really the best optics for them. Um, they probably should have chose you know Dunkin' Donuts or you know some a store or something uh, beyond going to wet their whistle after uh, they got their zoning approval. Very strange. Just some just some observations on it. Um, I just want to mention we will be there. We're going to be covering this a lot more. You never know where we might pop up. Uh, this got a lot of traction and views on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I, I would guess about over 10,000 views at this point of that video. And here it is. We're going to play the audio right now. This is me and Omnique following uh, the CEO, Keith Cooper of Rev Clinics. And the son of the speaker of the, uh, the, the former indicted speaker of the house, Tim Flaherty. His father was Charlie Fa Flaherty. These are the two gentlemen that we were following down the street, asking him about their cannabis business. Here it is. A lot more coming on this. And uh, what do you? Before we leave, I haven't even looked it up yet, but it's just one of the many things because we've found so much information, but. Maybe someone can look this up for us before I even have to look it up. What do you think the odds are that Charlie Flaherty was no fan 
of legal cannabis in Massachusetts. Young Jerks, Sunday, 5 p.m. Call in. We can't wait to hear from you. We'll see you soon. Mike Crawford checking out. Mr. Cooper, do you have any comment on the sexual allegations? No comment. No comment? Yeah, it's not true. You think uh, a gentleman from Wayland, Mass. should get the first permit in Massachusetts? I think it's a great idea. Watch yeah. yourself. Watch yourself. Thank you. So you don't have anything to say about those allegations on, on Reddit? No. There's a lot of things said on Reddit which aren't true. Not true? So you do have a statement. Why won't you comment? Well, we'll see you later. Okay, take care. Why won't you comment? Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Look forward to this. Are you guys going to fund social equity? No? No comment on that either? No million dollars for social equity? Do you think partner with this group is good enough for EEs? Do you think that's enough equity? What happened to the radio station? I wouldn't do a show there. You guys asked me, I said no. <laughs> so do you think uh, you you were a victim in Wayland, Mass, so you should get the first dispensary in Cambridge? What's your name? My name's Mike. Hey, Mike. I'm Keith. So I'm done for this evening, Mike. Have a nice night. You have any comments, sir? No. No. Have you heard about the charges? Do you think it's okay not to address the community? I am the community, yeah. Yeah, I am. Definitely. Well, you guys are, are you the community, community on Wayland? Actually a consultant. Why didn't you open it in Wayland? Where were you when we were going for medical and legal and recreational and decrim? Where were you guys? Are you friends with Heidi Island up in Wayland? Watch yourself, Mike. Are you friends with Heidi? Are you pushing me? Heidi boy, what are you doing? I don't know. You kind of pushed into me. No, not on purpose. So, okay. I'm a wrestler. It's all right. So, are you friends with Heidi Heidemann up in Wayland? Do you still think that you should uh, have people, the black market shut down? That was one of your comments way back, right? The illicit market, the CDA, you guys want to shut down, right? Only you should get to sell cannabis, is that what it is? No comment. Where are you guys parked? Where are we going? Where are we going? Here? You want in here? All right, guys. Yeah, we like this place. You know everyone over here. <laughs> Have some beer, boys. All right, it's Mike Crawford. We're here in at Cambridge City Hall for a zoning hearing for revolu revolutionary clinics, big cannabis. Speaking of one of the economic empowerment applicants, what's your name, sir? Uh, Damon Hughes. And uh, what do you think about tonight? Why are you here? I'm just here to support the EEs. Um, we did a lot of people put in a lot of effort over the spring and the summer to try to get uh, put the ordinance in place for Cambridge to give priority to EEs. And um, it's kind of disappointing to see that revolution is kind of just going 
against the grain and trying to basically showing that they don't really care about EVs and they don't care about what the city of Cambridge has pretty much said and trying to give priority to us. And um, I do have ambitions of trying to potentially open up in Cambridge, but um, it's just disappointing. So um, that's I'm just here to just support the, the, the EEs that um, that are that do have applications in place and um, try to basically make them wait like they're supposed to wait. Are you going to testify against uh, them getting the permit tonight? Uh, possibly, possibly. Um, I have some partners that are coming here. They're going to probably say some things. Um, a lot of people wanted to come, but they changed the location and kind of messed up a lot of things too. So. Um, and just the timing. <laughs> it's right. it's uh, one of my partners' is his birthday today, and you know, and so it's it, it's it's a lot of challenges. So, um, but um, yes, I, if I get to if I'm here long enough, because sometimes <laughs> these things drag on. Yeah, it's it's supposed to start at nine, and it's already being delayed. We'll probably be here at eleven p.m. Uh, but I want to ask you another question too. Um, did you uh, you said you had a permit in Boston right now? Well, I'm going through the process. I'm going through licensing in Boston. Um, we just recently, we're in the process of, we just completed our plan, so we're submitting our paperwork to try to get basically the rejection and going through the public, the, um, public meetings and stuff like that, so the whole thing. But just getting to that point has been a challenge and just, you know, just trying to come up with money just to pay rent and then also try to get to <laughs> get through the loopholes and um but i mean it's it, i i feel like in the long run it will pay off but you know but it's it's been a fight and it's been a challenge and um but i uh, that's why i feel like the priority we should get priority because a lot of us don't have the resources that a lot of big cannabis has and um just the funding and everything but um but there are some ees that are working together and i think that as a united front like if we all work together we could definitely try to change what's going on in this industry and uh, we ask everybody especially ees how much rent are you paying each month trying to get open right now personally until we get our a license um i have to pay half the rent so currently my rent is 7500 a month wow how do you come up with that kind of money 7500 a month that's over wow that's uh over 75 g's a year <laughs> i mean that's how do you do that a lot of a lot of swindling and deals and um, basically not swindling, but basically just trying to come up with, um, you know, just just it's been on our plan. And um, I'm fortunate that, you know, I'm in the real estate business and I do have a little bit of other resources and um, partners that will kind of help me out in that that they see the vision that we have. So um, so but I don't know how long there. Their 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 vision is gonna <laughs> be able to see it's into the future, but um, but I think that hopefully the things will start speeding up. Um, you know, with the guys opening in Grove Hall, you know, hopefully, you know, they can everything will go well for them, and you know, and hopefully more licenses will start rolling out. Thank you so much. Thank you.